1: Hello everyone. Welcome to the Redman TV podcast. We are here in the studio for this one. I am Paul Machin. I'm joined by the wonderful Chris Pajak and the normally wonderful effervescent James Sutton, who is still recovering from his weekend back at that field. I'm so tripper today, are you, it's buddy? It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday and he's still ruined. <laughs>
2: Tuesday's the worst day, though, isn't it? Yeah. If you get proper banged up on the on the weekend, Tuesday is like it depends it does depend when you stop, really, to be perfectly guys. Because if you stop on Saturday, no is the
1: answer. I'll let the viewers figure out when I stop <laughs> drinking. I'll just say over the age of thirty, two day hangovers are definitely very much a thing. Um so yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: it's yeah. great to be here. It's great I'm really glad here. that there's some really hot lights as well. <laughs> And it's really bright. Oh, and, and there's people watching. Yeah. This is... Um,
0: Absolutely tremendous. I've had nightmares. At least you turned
2: up. A, a lesser person wouldn't have turned up for this. And
1: we've had plenty of guests who have, have flaked out on us in, in much better states than you're in today. Uh, so thank you so much to Jason. My so
3: favourite of all time was when he came after the wedding. I Do you, knew you were that gonna, one? I knew <gasps> you were going to bring it. up. Yeah, he out. did a
1: final word show having basically not watched the match. He watched <laughs> the match on his phone in the middle of a wedding on a, on a table. And,
2: yeah, we... The, 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 watch the matches that's
3: yeah it's a stretch. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a that's check. a
2: stretch i knew it was on but um yeah but i, I, I managed to get through it didn't i ish um, the fact that we keep referring to it suggests <laughs> that probably not not quite so much, but it was fine. Um, we've,
1: we, we, we've known James a long time. We love James very deeply. Um, and that's why you're here for this. Um, right. I just want to draw people's attention to, I was meant to have my laptop connected so you can see this on the screen, but I didn't because I'm a dick. Um, but if you go to at the Redmond TV on Twitter, we have been nominated uh, in the Football Content Awards. Uh, We're in three categories this year. Uh, so you can see, I probably when it's back called the Football Blogging Awards still, uh, uh, two of our awards are still on the set right now, and they're wonderful. Um, we have been nominated in Best in Video, uh, Best Content Creator, and the uh, the girls have been nominated in Best in Women's Football as well. So you can go, you're right, I am voting for at the Red Men TV, in at the F- F- FCAs for hashtag Best in Video, and then so on and so forth. But if you just see the pinned tweet on our Twitter account, that'll do that. And you just have to copy and paste. it dead easy. We're up against Arsenal Fan TV in both of the men's categories, nah. which means we're basically going to lose. Nah. Um, but that's not right. See a popularity contests, so it's up to you at home. Only I can only vote so many times off my own accounts. Um, so yeah, It you, you can't any? be close between
2: you and Arsenal TV.
1: No, they'll batter us, no, they will. They walk every,
2: every, po- it's like when you put
3: most up,
1: up, up for a public vote, involved.
2: It's not a, even so. It's not a, I mean, it's not a you know, it's not a, a criticism of Arsenal fan TV, but I mean, it's just people shouting, yeah. For ages.
3: Yeah, well you know. For ages. ages for ages and ages ages.
2: It's spread as well. <laughs> watch that video of that lad who looks a little bit like James <laughs>
3: shot like, in yeah, his car? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. But I got done that. I got so many so many messages yesterday going <laughs> why, why have you put on a stone and a half and a whinging about Arteta? <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs mates when you like that? Hey? Yeah,
1: uh, we're gonna bang this drum for a few weeks anyway. But do get your votes in early, because um, that <laughs> helps definitely. Hopefully, Arsenal fansy is so big they'll get bored of, of, of thinking about it. But they do. They're uh, You know, you, I, I often joke that if you if you had like a a competition to design a a, a, a speed awareness poster and most entered entity. <laughs> You know, like in a kids in a kids school, Moxalla would win it on public vote because he wins absolutely everything. So yeah, Arsenal fans to be a bit like that. So let's beat them. I love Robbie, but let's beat him. Let's beat him into the ground um, <laughs> in the FCA's. Um Right. Um, okay, we have got kickoff questions. We're gonna dive right in uh, right now um, with Actual the big burning question in a, in a
3: question at the beginning.
1: The big burning question wow. from Jim Brown, uh, Jim LFC, nineteen sixty nine
2: says simple. Does Robo get back in if fit on Saturday? James? 100 percent. Wow. Yeah, one hundred percent. Listen, Simicass has has been, you know, has been a complete revelation. I don't think anyone expected him to hit the ground running quite as fast and quite as aggressive as he did. And you know, the highlight reel from the weekend, uh, you know, speaks for itself. I mean, the, the the kids, you know, he's an animal, you know, and he's grabbed his opportunity in the season yeah. with both hands. However. Andy Robbo is as I think Jurgen Klopp references at the weekend is world class. Mm. Uh, you know, is one of the best in that position in in world football, and if he's fit, then I, you know it's look. It's Chelsea. That's a very, very different kettle of ballpark to playing Burnley. Kettle of
3: ballpark? Did you stop drinking last night? It's a certainism, mate. Look,
2: if you're going to point out every time I say something mental on this chat, it's, we're going to be here a long time. <laughs> That's a good point well presented. <laughs> <laughs> but no, especially but if
3: I, you start pointing the ones out, I say them as
2: just but no, look, I, I don't, I, I can't imagine a world where Andy Robbo doesn't start if he's anywhere close to full fitness and. From the videos that we've seen and from the kind of, you know, the chat around him, it seems like he's he's you know, I mean, bizarre, weird that he's come back so quickly from what was you know apparently quite a bad injury.
1: Yeah, well, we, there was a time I was there, not too far away from it because it was in the corner nearest us at Anfield, and it, the noise and the reaction around it yeah. had you thinking it was it was it was horrendous. And you know, we were all sort of going, okay, international break, let's get through this first three games. But it's, I mean, look, if he doesn't. That's an amazing, amazing show of support for the development across that Shimakas, isn't
3: it? It depends whether he's fit, doesn't it? Because we won't know whether he's fully fit. Um, you know, he might be 90%, and I'll tell you what, I'd probably still play him at 90%. Well, this is, to the, this be is the point,
1: because yeah. I think our experience of Klopp, I know he likes to rotate, but he's also got his best boys, yeah. and his best boys play even when they're not That's the thing.
3: It is, like, right now, as James sort of said and alluded to, is that Robbo's world class. Chimacash has had two good games of football. Yep. There's, a, there's a big difference yep. between world class and having two good games of football. Um, so for me, Robbo goes back into the side and not just because I think he's the better player, all yep. told, moreover, the fact that he's played Chelsea before, he knows mm-hmm. what he's coming up against. And that's the thing where for as good as Chimacash has been, these are all new experiences for him. He's not been tested like Robertson, Van Dijk, Matip, Trent Alexander-Arnold, and Allison. Yeah. There's a back five that pretty much played against everybody you're going to come up against this season. Yeah. So that's the type of team that we're, we're that's the type of defence that we're going to need to defend Chelsea. We're in good form.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and and again, we'll we'll do that in more depth and detail. We're going to talk a little bit about Chelsea later on in the pod, uh, and of course we have the build-up show to come later on this week as well. Uh, we have a second kickoff question uh, from Neb the Nebenson says, uh, which Liverpool player would you want
2: as a son-in-law? Jordan Henderson. Well, uh, if Kenny,
1: Kenny Dalglish wants it, then I mean, Kenny Dalglish literally was like, you'd be proud to have him be,
2: <laughs> <he'd> be <laughs> your son-in-law. I was pushing his daughter gently towards <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> no, it's Jordan Henderson, isn't it? You want, you know, you want, you want someone that, you know, is going to carry on your, your legacy and my legacy is not is not quite as good as Jordan Henderson. <laughs> so I'm hoping that I can kind of live sort of through him. Yeah, vicariously through
1: him. As a yeah. man who once played Jordan Henderson in a, a Redmen TV Christmas special back oh my in God, the day. Oh God, I did! <laughs> <laughs> that was good fun that day. That was the day when I was going, Wait, uh, yeah, uh, I want you to do the Jordan Henderson accent. You did it. I went, no, 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 a bit like this. And you went... Like why don't you just do it then, Paul? <laughs> I was like, okay, sorry, sorry. actor. <laughs> <laughs> kind of upset the acting sensibilities. Um, Chris, who would you have as your Liverpool son-in-law? Jimmy Milner. Jimmy Milner. Jimmy Milner. Yeah. I like how we've you've both gone so far with basically the least what's the intimidating options that you could have probably could have picked there. People you know you can trust.
3: <laughs> with my daughter, you know what I mean? For a yeah. start, I mean, so yeah. It's gotta be, it's gotta be someone trustworthy. I'm not saying that the others aren't trustworthy, but I just know that James and Jordan would be. You're effectively picking someone you know at your own know, age as well.
1: I know, I know, there's going to be a, a massive age disparity.
3: Whoever I have a little ibina with him on the side <laughs> and that like, you know what I mean. And then yeah. when he hangs up his boots, we'll be drinking.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a category on, on websites for this kind of, this kind of <laughs> stuff, like you know. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm not sure who it would be because you're right. You, I think for the, the the whole dad thing—you'd want to go with someone, someone quite sensible and straight legs. I would be. I, I tell you, I would want it to be like someone like Harvey Elliott, lovely lads, but like it's just because he's got like he's got mad hair and he does mad hair things and he looks like a bit of a character and stuff. And it just like I i I he strikes me as someone who would be driving fast cars, yeah, you and doing and doing so, dangerous things. Got, and I wouldn't want to my daughter be some in that some situation.
3: Considerations how old my daughters are actually thinking about it, you know, seven and four going with James Milner, probably a little too young. I take it we're talking in the future, here. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds <laughs>
2: No, you're
1: gonna no, no,
2: no, see nobody is suggesting that
1: for a second, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you we're not it's just
3: where you to have half year, it's like the age gap's not so bad, <laughs>
1: it's not so bad, oh, dear. still, yeah, we're still defying bad, then, aren't we? But yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, your logic, your age, you're your adding. Between twelve and you know, ten and fifteen years on onto your children yeah. so that they are but then you're adding ten to fifteen years <laughs> on onto to the Liverpool man. players. Listen,
2: if the doorbell rings and you open it and Harvey Elliott is there asking to that he's ready to collect your daughter, there's questions are going to be asked, let's be frank. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. Same with like, I love Kate Jones, like, but I can't imagine anyone wheeling up to my house to knock <laughs> on the door, like, to take his sister out, not without a helmet, mate. Yeah. Okay,
1: yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, that's what would be as, as, as a dad, you're looking, you're looking for sensible dependability. These are still young men, still sowing the wild oats, and that scares me. That terrifies me to my core. So, what you want is, yeah, you want someone who's proven to be to be settled down a little bit more. Absolutely, Andy Robbo, because also, yeah. I'm much bigger than him. So like, you know, okay, look, he's, he's, in much better physical shape than I am, <laughs> I never have been, you know. And he's obviously made of girders, but I, I could, I reckon if I was to catch him, I could do some serious damage. Whereas, like, Jordan Henderson is at the is a, is, a, <laughs> is a big lad, he's still quite small, so maybe, but he's also just a he's a he's built of rock, isn't he? James <laughs> Milner he's like those. I don't know if you ever remember these, I can't even remember what it was called. There was a cartoon series that was a bit like Transformers, but like they transformed into rocks, but it was a shit concept. It sounds as shit as it was, but yeah, that's basically what so it's just another knows.
2: one of those obscure cartoons that you know about 100%. that no one else knows. Okay, about.
1: what about like, the little things at the start of Frozen, the little rock creature things? There yeah. you go, that's basically, James Milner's the leader of them, isn't he? Yeah,
3: um, yeah <laughs> he actually, looks like one as <laughs> well. Um, who would you have as your Liverpool player
1: son-in-law? Um, let us know in the comments. Um, we've got some um, super chats which we'll get to after the break because we're going to start to talk about Burnley. A look back at Bailey and how we all felt seeing crowds back in Anfield for the first time and some of the some of the high points from that game, of course. Um, and then we're going to move things on. We're going to talk a little bit about transfers, a little bit about the rest of the Premier League and then a, a little a look ahead to Chelsea as well. Lots of little things. Uh, we do have a very short break before we do that, of course. Um, we've got an amazing competition running, talking about the best potential son-in-law option in the world. Uh, we've got an exclusive Jordan Henderson competition for you guys. Check it out hey what's happening competition time phenomenal world-class completely completely exclusive prize for you guys this month it is a jordan henderson 10 years of red commemorative box these are not for sale anywhere Anywhere You cannot buy these. It has got the book in there. It has got the DVD of the series in there. There's a t-shirt. There is a mug. There is a poster as well. You literally, it's a money can't buy prize and you can win it by signing up to the RedmenTV.com a Club Legend level over there as well, or by upgrading your existing subscription to Club Legend as well. It's as simple as that. Not only do you get that incredible, incredible competition prize, but you get amazing content streamed exclusively for you each and every month. Documentaries, features, interviews and bonus Men TV shows as well. It is a wonderful experience. It's like Netflix for Reds. And yes, in addition to all that, of course, you get to join our Discord group, which is full of wonderful club legends like yourself and enter into those competitions each and every month. Join up now, enter the competition to win the Hendo 10 Years of Red exclusive commemorative box and good luck yeah get involved money can't buy prize available right now for those of you sign up at Club Legend or upgrade your existing subscription to Club Legend on the TV.com and of course you get the full Jordan Henderson documentary and all the full length interviews for all the people who contributed to it as well which is amazing and loads of other amazing stuff as well Perps. Right. Um, the question, um, uh, the, the, the Deaf Mute Studio, our oh, will go Dan said, is the show Paul's talking about called The Gobot? Absolutely not. Followed up by Charlie the Red, who said, I think that was Rock Lords. There you go. Thank you very much. I don't know if that's what the was case, it? Oh. but yeah, um, I'll find it in a minute. Um right, we had some super chattage come in. Connor S says, uh not the type to well up, but the crowd and the atmosphere hit me on the weekend. I, I completely, I completely agree with that. Um, James, you, you, you were talking about it before. It was you You use the word special.
2: I I said it was a bit like getting to go back to Anfield. Going to Anfield for the first time again. Mm. I got. I was. I was quite emotional. I don't mind. I don't mind admitting to you. Um, walking up towards the stadium, um, and we got there quite early. And even that, there was a buzz really early on. I mean, I know it was an early kickoff, but we were there at sort of a half, ten, quarter to eleven, and there was a there was a real buzz there already. And yeah, just you know, all the all the faces and the people and. You know the the songs and just everything that you've missed. The, forget about the football itself. You know everything else that that makes up a day at Anfield is you know is special. You know it it really is and. Yeah, uh, 500 and something days, I think we would... 528 days. 528 days since that... um, Had to Google it because I said it at the start of my blog. Um. (laughs) 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 And then shit myself that I'd somehow got it wrong uh, and waited for corroboration. but yeah. Yeah, I thought it was great. And I thought, you know, I thought all the lads did really well. And I thought the crowd were great for for huge parts of it. The, The songs were fantastic and you know and it was great to see the burnley fans leaving early i've really missed away fans <laughs> show to them sneak the way out, to go home show them the way to go home they're very tired and they want their bed <laughs> and also for
3: me, for me uh, i think i mentioned this on the final word show it, it was the it was at the beginning before the game when we got to thank everybody who's passed and, and have that little yeah. sort of God, minute And then Jordan taking the wreath down and laying it before the cop and stuff like that. And that was where it really got me. Like, you know what I mean? Goosebumps all over and, and stuff like that. And then singing Justice for the 97. And, and that that was the special part of, of it for me. And mm. it's like, you, you sort of said it like this the other day. It's just like drawing a line under all the crap that everyone's gone through and then going... Now we move forwards together. And that was kind of what I felt going in there. But also, just, you know, I've I've not seen James, who I go to match with, since Atletico. In fact, he never came to the Atletico game or never sat with him during the Atletico game so it would have been even longer since I've seen James and it's like just catching up and having a pint he's had a kid and he's got one on the (laughs) way since I last saw him at the match and there will have been loads of those sort of little things that have sort of happened between people who only see each other when they go to the game so catching up there and having a couple of pints beforehand and and just just generally meeting people at half time and uh, you know even like driving there I put a tweet I was saying I missed match traffic like 10 minutes (laughs) after I tweeted that I hated the match traffic again but like just Walking to the ground and as you say we got there fairly as like quarter past eleven, it was full. And it was just like ah oh. and like I looked around and I said to you, it was like, should we play Camp the Masks? And there was no masks yeah. in sight. And it was yeah. just like Everything just started again. It was yeah. just a, a reset But Even the, even the,
2: the fella who who, who who looks after the car park where I park my car at the, there's like an Irish supporters, Irish pub, but you know, a, few, a few, half a mile away from the stadium. He was delighted to see me, this fella, like remembered me from like, you know, the Atletico game. and <laughs> was like, James! And I was like, hello mate. It was just lovely little yeah.
3: things like that. Yeah. You know. The um, only thing I didn't get to hear is I didn't get a, run all over the Liverpool fans, I And Did, did you yeah, hear that? Yeah, that was the it, only it, thing that was missing from was me. Shell- Selling just
1: outside the gate, where we, which you come out of the cop from. Yeah. So yeah, got that right at the end as I was leaving. Yeah, the nice. whole, the whole, the whole shebang. The one thing actually, because the, the overall feel the positivity in Liverpool being brilliant and footy makes a big deal about this as well. It's all well and good, right, telling people that the pint are 290 they tell pint's are two ninety, and telling to get in and out. Yeah, I know for a start, they were cans, cars Yeah, telling 500 people mil, not a pint, telling people that the um, yeah that it's cheap ale and to get in early, but then. You then queued for an hour to get a a bevvy, which was ridi- which was ridiculous. So I, I so normally I would go in and get some food and get a get a drink, regardless. As I I tend to get in an hour before kick off anyway, and I couldn't do that because it was chock a block because of everything. So they they told everyone to get in, but hadn't made the concessions more readily available as a result, which was a bit uh, which is a bit stupid. But it's, like our cans weren't out even control.
3: out the fridge; they were like warm really? as well, like yeah.
2: Well, hopefully, hopefully someone will be feeding all this back to the club, and they'll, you know, it's going to be, yeah, yeah. Well, do you know what I mean? But there's, there's going to be teething problems, isn't there? We're trying to implement True. this new system and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So. I mean, there was definitely some bits and pieces that needed to get sorted there. And I
1: know, like Stee in particular, got had a real struggle getting in. You know, they, they they jettisoned the idea of using the NFC and went told everyone to get the QR codes right, it's, and that sped things up in a number of accused The, queues, the queues were, was that was down Anfield Road towards Hotel Anfield because. Uh, Peter, the owner of the hotel, ever showed me a photo late after the game about it. So yeah, there's clearly things that are not are not right about it. But um, I I didn't have too many problems. I, I think I said to you afterwards it didn't work for me instantly, and I've tried. I got to trial it, so I was dead confident going up that I knew exactly what I was doing. It didn't work, and I had to like refresh it, and then I put the back of my phone to the thing, and then it, and then it, and then the NFC thing worked, so, and but- I was in. But
3: the yeah. guy the guy for me just said like straight away he looked at it and put the qr code on and, and then i had to throw it in there so i was i was out my comfort zone straight away because mm-hmm. you taught me through how to do it and stuff and i was like hang on this isn't what i've been taught anyway it worked and i was in and it, it was no problem but yeah. the, the thing is we were talking about this i was talking about this to somebody yesterday is like that sort of another another fellow I know who went in so it sort of took thirty forty seconds. Now if everybody takes thirty forty seconds, when normally let like with a members card or if the NFC is working, beep, you're in five seconds max, and you're through the gate. Like it's just exponential. What happens at thirty forty seconds? Just there's a, it's like, it's there's like a, a mm, wave just going mm, through mm. the crowd. I always cr- refer to this cr- book, cr- and I can't
1: remember what it's called, unfortunately. But it's about it's about and it talks about like sport. It's about sports people and about how you become good at what you do, and as like conscious and unconscious competence. And the idea that when you become good at something, you don't you do it without thinking, and that's what it's become. You know, it's it's the idea of second nature, isn't it? So Mm. you can just walk up. You know, you scan your thing. Whereas when they brought those membership cards in. That was a nightmare when they brought them in as well, but so it's, it's easy to forget that, by the way, because back in the day, you just ripped your little ticket off and you handed it in, and someone went, "Hi, hi, hi. it was a person," and they let you in. And for a while, you still had your cards, and you, but you, but there were still people on the on the turnstiles. They weren't automated a few years ago now, and that was all a problem along the way. But this, this thing is, and I had this with I, I knew what I was doing, so it didn't fluster me too much when it didn't go right. But I, we all still have have to stop, think, and act. As opposed to just, as you were saying there, it's just a reflex action, mm. the, the old way of doing things. And that's going to take a little bit of acclimatization. It's like, uh, like
3: everybody's sort of driven somewhere and gone, how did I get here? It's, you're using your subconscious to do yeah. the driving at that point, aren't yeah. you? And we're all, we're all used to doing that at Anfield as well because mm. it's been so easy for so long definitely um we got we we didn't really talk too much about him, but we got a super chat
1: in here from Virgil van bong brilliant um john mattip appreciation he's lost like one in forty mad um james Joel Matip mm. is just
2: phenomenal he's, he's the he's one of the best center backs in the world he's our best center back right now um sorry verge but he 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 is um, he was he was phenomenal. Uh, yeah, doesn't put a foot. He's always, it's 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 his it's his footballing brain that impresses me the most. He's always in the right place. He's always um, he's always available for a pass as well. And and he's and, and you know we talked about his death, but he's just a monster in the air. Anything he's just fuck off, fuck off. He's like. <laughs>
3: I've run out of, of you know expertise for him he's, 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 he's something else isn't he yeah he's brilliant mate. and I and, and, and think James is right it's his position it's his understanding of where his centre-back partner's going to be it never see. There, there are players that I worry about who they're playing with now mm. it's not very often you worry about anyone that's playing with Virgil van Dijk but I've I, to give a context, I've seen Matt play with everybody yeah. and he always seems to perform. You know, it never... It never, it never, yeah, to themselves. Yeah, that's it. Like, and he's, just a, he's just a dead safe pair of hands and I remember when he first came into the football club there was a lot of rumours about would he be sort of a DM because he's done that as well or would we see him being used there? I can't imagine him ever as a DM, to be honest with you. He just doesn't seem to have the skill set because he's got everything to be a perfect, almost centre half. Yeah,
1: he? you can see like because it always happens, doesn't it? When you go up a level, you move back a level in terms of where mm-hmm. you are and where you are in the pitch. Um, but yeah, he's uh, t- so what twenty years ago, he'd have been an absolutely outstanding DM with Joe Matip in a Liverpool side. It's Like when we talked about, like the, like how Nath Phillips would have been a, a, a nailed on. No doubts, Liverpool centre-half off mm. in the in the area where Jamie Carragher came, yeah, through, yeah, came yeah. through. When you side, had it, in yeah. the P room, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And um, just to add on to the uh, on to the, the matter chats, the HSA, my preferred son-in-law would be Matip. What a gent! Um, nightmare son-in-law would be Allison daughter would be instantly pregnant but he's very religious though so you know he'd be like he's not wild is he he's not he's not he's not too crazy um, <laughs> but he only has to look
2: at a woman and she's does, pregnant like
1: yeah he's a out even being <laughs> isn't he um, to be fair Um right cool we had uh, we did have another one here yeah, Imran I, I mean with the super saying boys where were you after the match on Saturday he was waiting for you outside the ground yeah sorry mate we had a few people bumped I bumped into a few people around Anfield after the game saying where and why weren't you filming there or whatever it's just not something that we're doing um at, at the moment unfortunately but yeah we are I Will be floating around Anfield a bit, a bit more post matches. I was actually going to go to the normal filming spot, but it was obviously absolutely pissing it down, so I, uh, mm. I opted for the cover of Hotel Anfield. Uh, but there you go. Yeah, people want to see more. We'll be more around Hotel Anfield, so do do check that out. Um, right, we're going to move things forward a little bit, and um, we've obviously talked a little bit about Shimmercast there. Um, just. Yeah, just the game really, James. Just to sort of reiterate, we've we've basically got a new cult hero on our hands. I think there, you know, the whole Greek Scouser thing, the fact that he now isn't just like a, he's quite good at footy, he's like he's got that battle and determination thing that I think really resonates with Liverpool
2: fans. Yeah, well, that's that's all you, that's all you can ask really, isn't it? That someone you know leaves everything on the pitch, um, but it's also his link-up play as well. You know, he's it's similar. I know we're going to move on to Harvey Elliott as well, but in, in a similar kind of vein. You know, having having his head up, looking for a pass, looking to beat a man, looking to looking to find space. But also, but you know, if if you if you pair that with 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 real um, aggression and and real you know that that attitude that you write to reference, you know that that just you're not you're not going to beat us. You're not going to fucking beat us. I don't care how many men you put on me. I'm gonna am I'm gonna deck the lot of you. That I mean, you you know, you're gonna endear yourself to any football team, but but Liverpool especially and. Yeah, I, 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 I just hope I hope he gets more opportunities because obviously Robbo coming back is gonna, you know, is gonna impact, um, you know, g- quite how, uh, you know, the opportunities that he's got. But yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to see him get more game time because he, I, we've got a real player on our hands there, um, and for a long time, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, for a long time, you know, he comes in and and we don't we see we see a little glimpse of him, don't we? You see, he plays a, a couple of little cup appearances, I think. Yeah. Um, and he's all right, he's he's fine, but at the time, you know, we're all, you know, lauding Andy Robbo for, you know, for good reason. Well, Andy Robbo at the start of last season was probably for the first three months was our. Best player. Oh no! Key, Absolutely no questions. Uh, but but how how wonderful it is again that you know that that Michael Edwards and, and Jurgen Klopp and, and and the backroom staff have found another gem that nobody knew about. You know, no no one was you know to my knowledge was. I've <laughs> you have to be careful with this because there's lots of uh, we have the pull off a very big Greek contingent who so get very cross and we're like never <laughs> even heard of <The> Simacast <laughs> Cast.
1: He's like he's a Greek international, Champions League footballer. Yeah, know <laughs> but none no of us are really scouting. Yeah. It wasn't using left backs w- around Europe because we've got Andy Roberts.
2: Exactly. But even when we were looking for cover, because that was, you know, I think Jurgen mentions it as well at the weekend that, you know, it's a re- you know, it was a really it's a really hard position to to fill back up to to, to a left back who's be- I mean, aside from now, he's never fucking injured. Yeah. Like that's a really, really hard sell to anyone. So fair play for Simicas for coming in and obviously putting in serious amounts of work on the training pitch because he doesn't look out of place at all against a really physical, horrible set of, Bastards at the weekend. I
3: quite often talk about like the difference between knowledge and understanding on 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 Red Men and stuff because I think it's quite important. Like you can see that he's got the knowledge, but I think what we've seen in the last two games is he understands it as well. You know, there is a difference between knowing something, having to do something on mm. a football field mm. when everything's moving at a million miles an hour and stuff like that. And you know, I think that's brilliant that he, he's used that and he's under, he understands his role. What I also like is he's not scared to go inside either, which is quite mm-hmm. a strange thing mm. for a left back because mm. you know it, quite often. We see Robertson go round the outside of Sadio Mane. There was a point where round the outside, Uh, there was a point there where um, (laughs) there was a point there where I can't remember who it was, but he'd beaten his man a couple of times and gone past him. But he decided to go. Well, I've done that twice. I'm going to go inside. And I think he plays the ball into maybe Mane's feet or something on the edge of the penalty area. Starts a really dangerous phase of play there as well. And the other thing, I suppose that is quite like we all know it because we've seen him take the corners. That's a bit mad when you actually consider it. I mean, he's got to be... It's not just he's taking the corners because he's the left back. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got mm-hmm. to be very, very good at corners. Yeah. And clearly there's Trent Alexander-Arnold there who could quite easily just, in Robertson's absence, take every corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's not. So he's clearly like one of the best at the football club at corners as well. I think we've seen that over the last couple of games. Yeah. But also, what that means in a, in a knock-on effect is nobody else's role is changing within the penalty area, and that's huge when you're talking mm. about set pieces. Because mm. remember, we referenced this game quite a lot. But that was it three all draw against Watford, the first game of the season. One you did the video, on. and we did the video on that because um, James Milner, I think, is, isn't in the side after playing left back the year before, and Milner and Wayne Aldum, I think it was at the
0: time, took up Milner's position. Every- Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
3: everybody just moved one position they're not doing what they normally do now in an attacking sense that's exactly the same you want the lads doing what they normally do mm. in those corners if Costas is in there he's taking somebody else's job and they might move somewhere else because it might be a better fit and all of a sudden you might have seven eight players not doing what they normally do at corners so for him to just be able to take a corner and everyone else to do the, the what they normally do is beneficial to the entire team
1: yeah, absolutely um Harvey Elliott, just lastly on the Burnley stuff, I quite enjoyed how he was clearly. Match of the day gave him a little bit of attention. You know, they, they, they obviously spoke about him and, and waxed lyrical. And because the internet exists, everyone thinks, sees everything as being offensive to them in some way, shape or form, that it sparked some, I think it was a United fan on Twitter, or purportedly United fan on Twitter, saying how there's his, his star boy quality isn't as good as, as the star boy quality of uh, Mason Greenwood and Phil Foden. And it was like, and this was like, like he's li- It's literally like he's ma- he's basically making his first appearance. Yeah. Like no one, nobody's there. Nobody's there. Going, Harvey Elliott. Well, he's definitely better than Mason Greenwood and Phil Foden, who whom he's not a on year the internet anyway. You know what I mean? And three years younger than. Um, I, I, the, any comparisons are just a bit fucking stupid and pointless. But I like the fact that he, he's, he's so good that you can actually if you then go and dive into it, look at his stats. Yeah, exactly.
2: His stats were great. Is is completed passes. His, um, uh, the, it's uh, like the progressive passes that he does. That's it. The in. progressive passes. That's the one. He's, he's, he was like first. He had like ninety something. I he's unbelievable. Yeah. What a
1: boy! And I, and this is the this is the beauty of it. Is that I? He's eighteen. He's only just starting this journey out, Chris. I know he's gone and done a year in the in the championship, but at, at seventeen, he's gone and shone in the championship, which is unreal. Um, when you look at it, because we were talking about we did the final word show and we said, look, there's a chance if either Ox or Fabinho are available. Elliot might not even play that game. But there's a real chance now. Cause I I I thought Ox was okay against Norwich and the different teams, the different styles of play. And, and you know, again, having Jordan Henderson in the team makes the eighth position a lot easier also to Also play playing at Anfield.
3: Well. Exactly.
1: But I came away from that. If you then had to pick between if you had to pick between Elliot and Ox to start Chelsea based on what they did in those two appearances I think most people would go with Elliot. Absolutely,
3: and I'd, and I agree with that. If they if that's your, your your body of work that you're looking at, just one game each, then Harvey Elliot had more impact and played better than did against Norwich. Now, you know, going back to the sort of comments and and the t- the tweets about it with Mason Greenwood and Phil Foden and stuff, yeah, like, what? Why are you comparing? It doesn't really matter to begin mm-hmm. with for me. I mean, let's be honest, neither of them are as good as our boy won that since Alexander Arnold who's won a Champions League and a Premier League and a Club World Cup Yeah. Uh, what's Mason Greenwood won for Manchester United for yeah. example absolutely nothing Phil Foden last season was his big year so he's still behind on the trophy front mm-hmm. although he may have got another one as an absolute bit part player a couple of years ago yeah. so this is the thing like the fact of the matter is, is, is this: Harvey Elliott is good enough to play for Liverpool, who are good enough to challenge for the Premier League title, and that's all you need to know. And Harvey Elliott is going to improve for the next ten years. Yeah,
1: it's early doors, isn't it? You know, again, I don't think he's going to play. He's not going to play every game this season. What you want to get to a position because I think because Phil Foden is the, is the, the benchmark for young for young English talents at the moment. You know, mm. and, and and to be fair. You're right, Trent is also, but in terms of that playing in and around the forward three, attacking midfield positions, why, why not Foden? But to, to the point, last season was his breakout season. He's 21 now. You know, he, he's been getting drip fed into that side. Brilliantly, Brilliant. by the way, yeah. really well, really landed. well handled. Really yeah, and, well I, and no, I don't think it, no one's going to sit here and say Phil Foden isn't isn't exceptional. With all he's amazing. Of them. I'd make him sort sure that his haircut out. Like you know what I mean? That's a very man <laughs> haircut he's got going on. Um, when in Rome, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it probably. Whereas looks, Harvey Elliott's
2: haircut, is, well, know, <laughs> it looks great.
1: Match with a at tracky, I understand. <laughs> yeah. Like you know what I mean? But uh,
2: yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought Harvey Elliott's interview that came out uh, was it yesterday or over the weekend? I thought it was really interesting. Have you, have you guys seen no. it? Really, really nice chat, and he talks about um, it. Might have been last week; it came out. He's, he's, he's being interviewed by one of it's his old. It's been an interesting week. It's been a heavy week. <laughs> yeah, that's not what day is. He's been interviewed by one of his old coaches from when he was when he was learning, um, and, and he's talking about how you know adapting to playing for Liverpool and fitting in with that squad. And talking, he, he says, he says something along the lines of. I don't um, I can't I, think of them as world class. That's what he says. Yeah. And I think I just th- I just think that's brilliant for a lad of his age to to, to have the to have the the, the the stones to say something like that, you know, because these these are world class players, but to come out and go, "Well, no, when I'm playing with them, they're not world class players. They're just Mohammed and 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 Sadio and and whoever else." And I I want to beat them. I want to compete with them and I want to take their place. Yeah. That attitude of an 18-year-old is just you don't see that very often. The best players For love sure. that as well. Like, oh, you know because I think
1: I think as some of us think of it in in, in life. I like. imagine someone came in and they wanted your job and they were they were young and hungry. You maybe you'd be like, well, actually. Fuck off! I'll make I'll make That's Why I'm in the
2: gym every day?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Fighting for the time
2: there
0: in the uh, the
2: gym. Um, But the but it's
1: but it's true, you know. But these are these are elite sports people Mm. with elite mentalities, and not all elite sports people have elite mentalities. But Liverpool have accrued a squad of people like this who want to be driven on, and they want to be better because they go, okay, cool. I'll, I'll raise my level as well, mm. you know, and that and that that's that's just. Is just there any one
3: that Jose Mourinho's sides last for about four years when they used to be good in the first place mm. because of the mentality that he puts into that squad of that us versus them? That's going to seep into every facet of your life, isn't it? Mm. It's going to seep mm. into who's the backup right back. Well, it's me versus you, you know what I mean. And where what Jurgen does is completely different. He puts his arm around everybody, makes sure that it's for the you know for the greater makes good of fun. the team, makes it mm. fun and stuff like. That and you're seeing us reaping the benefits of our manager because he instills that into them. It's
1: that thing of great, one of the best examples of it is you you remember that video from, I think it must've been the Champions League winning season. It was like in January and it's Robbo and Trent doing like volleys to each other, Mm. like keeping the ball off the ground and they're getting into it. And Jürgen just goes, basically goes, it's a fucking rest day. Pack it in, you dickheads! Like I mean, I'm, paraphrasing, I'm paraphrasing, but like you get yeah, really dude. cross with them because their competitive nature is spirit and they're meant to be chilling, <laughs> but instead they're egging each other on and more and more and more and more, and that's what he's done. He's made it a fun environment where it's like it's like people coming in and aren't afraid to show what they've learned and mm. come in and show their new skills and go mm. look look what I can bench. Yeah, and he's Like yeah. Oh, well, 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 let's see if I can do that as well. And everyone's dry because they always say it's my dad's all saying about like you're only as good as your best player
3: mm.
1: so you bring in a boss player and it elevates everyone and mm. and and that's and that, and so you've got this thing where now everyone's elevating everyone because somebody, it's recognised the uniqueness of the squad, well someone might be good at something so you raise to that level and all of the best things are all like look at how good this guy is at doing this it's in this incredible positive environment there's a really interesting thing in Mel Reddy's book and she, the only person that I've ever heard talk about why Buvach left and she, she, she talks about basically because he was just too negative, and he was too. And, and Pep Linda's come in with all this like
3: positivity Pep
1: and positivity, and <laughs> Pep, no, no pun intended. Um, but like, and Boevats was just just didn't like that. It just rubbed him up the wrong way. So he was dragging, he was bringing negativity into the camp. And Klopp was like, ah, I kind of don't need that anymore. And now you've got this all round positive environment where everyone's. Really, I just think it's wow. yeah, it's just absolutely brilliant. Harvey Elliott, yeah. Oh, you'd be
2: made up to have this kid come in because he would. Oh, I he, could he'd give I, you the kick up the arse. I could watch that 50-yard ball from Verge onto Harvey's chest yeah. over and over again. Yeah. He chests it twice without breaking <laughs> the drive, doesn't he? Yes, he does. And then, And then a touch, oh, it's just, yeah. it's, it's
1: daft. Um, let's talk uh, just briefly about the, the other weekend's action and this was the sort of rest of the, what we call the challenges for now. And look, it's it's two games into the Premier League, so let's not make any cast iron things other than... West Ham are going to win the league. West Ham might well win the league. <laughs> um, look, City look irresistible, but also I got... I, I had no expectation on Norwich doing anything, Chris, and obviously they did less than nothing, really, in that football match, which is fair. City are great. They look great. But I did get a great sense of comfort from. City are doing City things there. They're absolutely snotting a team that they should be beating. Well, but they already dropped points last week. So they're not... And and I know the circumstances. They had a lot of players out there getting back up to speed, et cetera, et cetera. But it gave me a great sense of... I was comforted by the fact that We've already got it. We've already got three points on Man City. Just even yeah, in the two
3: absolutely. Games, eh? City are City are going to win ten games by four plus goals this season because they mm. always do. Yeah, like and and you can expect it. And it's whether
1: they don't lose the stupid yeah, games. Like, that's
3: that's it, isn't it? Now the, the the thing with City is I'm not sure that I rate their defence as highly as Liverpool's when everybody's fit. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I'll tell you, I don't. Because I think, right now, I think Ruben Diaz is a really good player. I I do like Kyle Walker as a right back. I think he gets a needless stick for being very, very good. Um, uh, Zinchenko slash Mendy, I'm still a little bit unsure, although Zinchenko last season was brilliant. Um, the goalkeeper's not as good as ours the partner I think Lepore played at the weekend although there's rumours that he might even be leaving before the end of the transfer window so who goes alongside him is it Ake is it Stones something like that probably not as good as our centre-back partnership between the two of them and they're always going to come unstuck against somebody that you don't expect That's but but the thing with City is they also have the ability to go 15 games winning on the yeah. bounce and that's the problem with Manchester City when I look at them and I go I can't, I can't, I'll never write them off because they can just go Win loads They've got of goals from months. everywhere yeah, as well, haven't madness. they? They've got
2: goals from midfield, which is something that we've you know struggled with in, in in recent times. So yeah, I think you're right. You know, they they they're just out. They're just going to outscore everybody. That's that's the that's the concern.
1: The, the thing about like because yeah, look, the, there was never a single doubt in my mind that Ch- City are just going to continue to be challengers. And and at the moment, it does look. I, my my strong feeling is this is going to have to be another ninety plus point season if you want to win the league. And City will City will get ninety plus points there's a chance that Chelsea do as well. And I got real, I got real us vibes from Chelsea when watching that Arsenal game where Arsenal was, I, I, everyone loves to jump on the Arsenal bandwagon because of course they don't do themselves. They're fans, a lot of their fans and they're they're more... Yeah filtering into your timeline fans I should say because I don't want to tar every Arsenal fan because it's nonsense but obviously they've got they're almost famed for having fans lose their shit at this point and I think it creates a bit more of a, it makes it seem more and they've done a lot of banter around Arsenal mm. I don't think they were that bad particularly I, I watched the first half properly and I, I had the second half on the radio when I was driving somewhere but they, they were okay they were getting in the right positions they were doing the right things they obviously they were missing five really good first team players which as well as we know has a massive impact on your output But Chelsea rode the luck a little bit and then just scored, like, effortless. Like, they had had an attack. Rhys James is completely unmarked because they've engineered that situation where he's got all that space. He puts it in, Lukaku sticks it in, easy peasy. And it was very us, where Mm -hmm. it's just like they they oozed class in that regard. It's like they don't need to be flat out, tearing around the pitch a thousand miles an hour, trying to knock you out with every blow. When the opportunity demands it, you you. Uh, it's a, a it's a for Chris Pajakism to talk about Real Madrid from when they battered us at Anfield. Chris about how when it's go time, so so fast, fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When it's go time, it's go time, and that's why I I, I can't see how Chelsea wouldn't be contenders this season or be the are was two games into this season.
3: Yeah, that's it. I think you know for me the jury's still out on Chelsea. I think they'll I think they'll easily break top four. I think they you know that's that's a given mm. right now. I think the quality that they've got in the squad they might have a better squad than Manchester City. Like, player for player, the depth of the squad, it, it's absolutely ridiculous when you look down, even past the bench, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but, I, like, I, you, I've got to look at the end of last season, and they faltered at the end of last season. Yeah, they win the Champions League, of course they do, I understand that, and it's brilliant that they managed to do that. Um. For them. (laughs) But they weren't great in the league towards the end of the season and they scraped into the top four. So they're not the finished article yet and Tuchel will know that. And I think Chelsea fans will know that. But like what you're saying is, their players are going to get them out of trouble in the way that Manchester United's good players have got them out of trouble. And they've got a better manager. And they've got a better manager in Thomas Tuchel. So for me, Chelsea are going to be there. I'm putting them a rung below Liverpool Mm. and City Mm -hmm. and I'm putting Man United below... A rung, a, a rung below Chelsea until I see it.
1: I agree, I agree with that on the United thing. I thought it was funny how, and again, this happens every every season, doesn't it? James? Everyone gets carried away, and I'm wary about doing this with us, by the way, because we've only beaten Norwich and Burnley. But it's also a, a worthwhile point that if you if you swap in if you substitute Norwich for pick, you know, another team from the champ who came up from the championship the season before, we dropped points where well, we struggled massively against newly promoted like sides. Paul, the,
3: well, the same way that I just look back on Chelsea at last season and, and City at last season. Well, I haven't seen this Liverpool side last season. I saw it the season before, yeah. so I'm my, my knowledge is coming from the year before when all these lads were fit.
2: That's exactly it. The the, the, the facts are Chelsea, you know, th- like you say, stumbled. They 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 were kind of they were inconsistent in the league last year. I think is probably the correct phrase. But they've added to that squad. And they, they were they and were making up for Lampard, <laughs> though, weren't yeah, they? I think a yeah, defense. It, yeah, day. it was. You know, it's, they were still in a, in a transitional period. But now they've got an absolutely fantastic manager. I've got so much time for Tuchel. I think he's I think he's I think he's really 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 strong. I think he, you know it, the, you can already see the progression that he's made. And similar to us, they've added to that squad, they've, they've added, you know, Lukaku, bringing in Lukaku is a fantastic bit of business. I mean, he looked incredible at the Euros. But Anyone that's questioning Liverpool, and I know it's, you know, it's still rumbling on this lack of transfers, yada, yada, yada. But if everybody's fit, this is the same squad, the same team that, that won the Premier League, that won the Champions League. However, we've got a brand new defender. We've got Thiago Alcantara we've we've added got another
3: forward we've got
2: Jago Jota. Jota who you know Jota the slot got, the kid can't stop fucking scoring so we've progressed they've progressed United have progressed but so then it just it, for me it just boils down to the management it just boils down to the coach and who's, who's training these lads up and that's where Manchester United are going to fall flat because that's not somebody that like Alex Ferguson if he buys Jaden Sancho, he throws him straight into that squad. He makes Jaden Sancho feel 10 foot tall, tells him he's world class and goes, no, just go and batter him. Go and do a load of Jaden Sancho shit. Go and do it really, really well. And he goes and does it. Oli Gillis is keeping him on the bench. He's, playing, he's giving Greenwood half a match. There's all kinds of issues with they're, with, st-
1: they're still a bit all over the place. Absolutely. Atlanta, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, no no Rashford until I think October potentially for them as well. And Martial's just coming back in. I mean, again, it's early. We're not seeing the best version of any of these
3: sides, so which no. is why I'm wary of no. I'm no. getting Klopp too much. said up. it himself, it's a, it's an extended pre-season at this point. Yeah,
1: 100 yeah. Yeah, percent It's like this every year. And that's why it's about because people seem to be like, Points the expectation, is what it's about, exactly. Exactly. I wasn't asked. I was more asked that Allison. And say it does a clean sheet because it would have been nice to win three or four, and I think we did enough. We, you know, another day maybe we could we could have come away with that. Particularly, you know, the fine margins for for Salas disallowed goal it was offside, but it but whatever. Um, just get get that clear because the psych the psych the psychology of winning that game, and again goes back to it. Their points that we dropped last season that's three mm-hmm. whole points mm-hmm. better off. Mm-hmm now than we were last year because we lost at Anfield to Burnley simple as and we, and we again I've seen people equate it to Norwich to Fulham say well there's points that we dropped uh, again we'll, we'll see um, Arsenal just briefly then because it's always worth having a bit of a chat about them um, they look in, they just look in massive trouble and I I, I, I would contend because sorry because Arteta said pre-match he like, looks like the pressure's on and he went yeah yeah like the pressure's on every game and for him to Reference it, he knows it. They all know it. They, they're all so psychologically damaged around that football club because they feel that pressure so intently. It's in the stands, it's on social media, it's more, and it's on from every football club, by the way, because Liverpool have got horrible fans too. But the um, it's it's a it's like a, it's a global.
3: I, I read somewhere, shine. and I've not checked this out because I don't even know where to start. But I read that Arteta has already lost as many home games in twenty months as Wenger did in his last six years. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah. His last six years. they were calling for him out for yeah. six of those yeah. years. Do you know where they fucked it? Right? They killed.
2: They kill for that regular Champions League football. Know, do
1: you know they? Where, Do you know why they fucked it? And, and it, this is all about perception. And it's like this idea that Liverpool don't get credit for winning for finishing second in the league on ninety. Seven points because you finished second didn't win the league when we go well 97 points wins you every league title apart from the centurions and the season we finished second and, uh, and then obviously the season when we win it with 99 points the season after but we well, didn't win it you finished second it's like yeah but Arsenal Finished outside of the top four with a points tally that was getting them to top four regularly, and everyone thought Arsenal had regressed because they finished outside the top four. They didn't. They were exactly the same as they were. But the stupid perception was that we're worse. They weren't. They were exactly the same. Everyone else the league better. got better, and that's a different argument, by the way. Because you need to, if, if, if your opposition's getting stronger, then you need you do need to grow with that. But. The me Arsenal were at the level, and they and they but they went they all lost their heads over it and decided it was time, it was time to go. And, um, rest in peace, by uh, the way. Uh. Uh, the, um, but it was. It, yeah, it's mad. It's genuine. Their recruitment's they're, they're been a terrible. They're a fucking shit show.
2: The recruitment's been terrible. Yeah. You know, throwing around money on on, on on aging players and and how much have they just bought? Ben, is Ben White they just bought 50, fifty million? 50 minutes. Yeah. That's mental. They spent like hundred and thirty million. I think this Ben White doesn't improve. But it becomes that, team. No, a, no that becomes
1: an added length of rope, doesn't it? Absolutely. you seeing it again. That that kid. And by the way, that kid shouting in his car, it's it's all an act. I wouldn't I wouldn't take no, that no, seriously. No, no, you no. can tell it's it's put on like it's quite uncomfortable as a result of it but he's got the touch points there the most money spent by anyone in the window that that matters to people and this is because you can see it because it matters to some Liverpool fans who are like look how little we've spent doesn't matter how much you spend it's that your squad's right and your recruitment's right how much you spend is, is irrelevant as long as you've got the right players yep. for, for your squad and Arsenal to, to the point it, it seems a bit disjointed I mean that being said just the point I made earlier Chris you know I don't think they're as bad as people think. I think no. people think they're going to get relegated, and they're not. Because whether you think Ben White's worthy at £50 million, pound, he's, still a good, he's still a good defender. He's a good ball player in centre-half, and there's not loads of them around there. You put him in, that's better. Thomas Party's the best DM. Put him in that side, they'll be better for that. You put Aubameyang in there, they'll be better because they've got an actual centre-forward on the pitch, and they've the Odegaard, he will be available, and he was probably their best player in the back end last season. Really good player. So you put them lads in. That's a, that's a blood that's still a bloody good side when you yeah, have Saka and, and Martinelli the, the and thing is, cetera, When you're
3: central. adding £130 million of players, it's not all in one go. You've got to you've got to integrate three or four or five players into the side as well. So not only are you missing players, but you've got to integrate new players in. But it's going to take time for Arteta to be able to gel that side together. And the likelihood is Look, right now, it doesn't look like he's going to get the time. Yeah,
2: that's just. That but, but what you're saying there about integrating and gelling and bringing in new players and getting it—if if from the outside looking in, it feels like this is just the cycle that Arsenal go through every single season, that they're always in transition, that they're always trying to blood new players in, that they're never quite the finished article. So that what happens always, when you don't win? Well, well exactly. But, that think, think? but Arsenal, but all Arsenal fans want to see is some progression. They just want to see that they're getting closer to to, to challenging for honours. You've got to
1: breathe around that, though, haven't you? Though, and Everton are in this position. Well, and hiring, but he says will not aid that in any way, shape, or form. But like, because it's the it becomes a poison chalice. Mm. So they're already talking that he's got until the international break in October or November or whatever to to if they're in bad form by then, then he'll go. Arteta is this Arteta, and that, yeah. you know the rumors are all sort of floating around with that. I mean. About look, but, Liverpool but, you thrive in them situations yeah, but, if you're good enough, but
3: look, look Liverpool where when Klopp came in three, four years away from being lead, league winners, weren't they? You know what I mean? And and that's kind of where it is. And we forget that sometimes. What we what Arsenal are looking at is they're not only just looking at their football team, they're looking at Chelsea, they're looking mm. at Manchester United. Mm. How far away have Manchester United been from winning the league and for how many years? It's not a quick fix. Like Oli Gunnar Solskjaer is recruited well, to be fair to him. He's got he's been backed well and he's 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 improving that size. you think he's has got excitingly. Not, Yeah, well, whether you think it or not, he's got closer to winning the league than David Moyes did. Yeah. Right. And and maybe not Van Haal or, or Jose Mourinho, but they've fallen quite far and they're going back up. Arsenal have fallen further than anybody has mm-hmm. out of the top four for me in terms of quality in their team Chelsea have never been not, not been a Champions League side with the quality of players mm. they've always been two or three players away they've got those two or three players over the last 18 months yeah. and they're, they're close City and Liverpool have been there Arsenal are miles away from us in terms of teams yeah. it's not a one window last piece of the they're not going we need the last piece of the jigsaw they're going we need to sell everything and start again yeah. that's a completely different yeah, that, job but
2: That's that's what I'm and that's exactly what I'm saying that's what I keep hearing season upon season upon season is that, that there isn't that progression. Man United have understood that you need it's,
1: to, it's important. You know, they can sustain themselves outside of Champions League football because they're just a mega entity and they're not going anywhere ever. As much as we'd love that to be the case, <laughs> but they've they've understood the value in in spunking money on things because perception's important in football so you can continue to look like a big club and behave like a big club and you're spending big club wages which is a a massive financial gamble there's a reason why they're in loads and loads and loads of debt off off, off the back of it but they are it's, it's, it's a worthwhile endeavour as Arsenal have gone within themselves they need to build up from a really they're trying to do it organically but now they're in a position where they've waited so long and they've doubled down on you know doubled down on on, on Mkhitaryan for a while mm. and they doubled down mm. on Aubameyang and Lacazette who were all past the the best, the best the best years of their career on ridiculous money and now they're, they're just there's a real dis there's a real Unbalanced, disbalanced in that in that squad that they need to they need to get to. But who the fuck wants to play for Arsenal? No one. Because and, and you know because they're not. London's them, not and, enough.
3: Yeah, London's not enough there. You know, I, I look at it right, and I, 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 again, I think Man United's a really good side to compare Arsenal to. Um, Arsenal, Man United's back five are all better than Arsenal's. Luke Shaw, mm-hmm. Wan Bissaka, Varane, Harry Maguire and pick one of the keepers better than both better than mm. Arsenal both mm. both of their keepers mm. including the new one you know what i mean so um are back five sorted they've got bruno fernandes they've got rashford they've got paul pogba you know these are lads that get in every team in the premier league bar maybe three
0: mm.
3: right arsenal haven't got that Anywhere, there's one player anywhere on their pitch. Yeah, t- tell me one player from Arsenal. You go, he walks into every other no, side. No,
1: there's, there's, <laughs> there's, you're talking. You get into squads then, aren't you? Because there's like I'd, I'd take I'd have Saka all day. But does he? Where does he play in Liverpool's? Best twelve or thirteen or fourteen doesn't you'd be, it'd probably be fine, but you wouldn't be like I'm definitely taking such such and such out for him. You'd happily if you had to play him in a number of positions, you'd be fine with that. But you wouldn't be like I'm picking my best team for
2: Liverpool, Chelsea at the weekend. Any of the midfielders, you think? Well, let's have him. But then it comes down. But then it comes down. Thomas very good.
1: It comes, no, down, really good, to it comes down to
2: the manager then, doesn't it? Because if, if, you know a manager like Jurgen Klopp with a player like Saka, you know, imagine what you could do with Saka in two or three years. Yeah. yeah. You know, imagine, Get what, ima- he gets imagine what he could have done with Jesse Lingard. You know, imagine See what,
3: what he did with Ox? Well, ex- exactly. <laughs> imagine what
2: you know, he's, look, he's done with Andy Robbo. Look, you know, Arteta is not he's not going to improve these lads to mm-hmm. a level that where they need to be that they're competing for honours. He's yeah. just not. And neither is Oli to Soulshot. Yeah. by the way. We could do this all day long. It's great. It's great. Um, it? <laughs> just
1: briefly then, Shakiri's joined Leon. We're going to be doing no. more on this. Uh, we've done a Memory Reacts. Chris and I chatting a bit more in depth and detail about that it's streaming right now on the RedmenTV.com. We're going to do it on the Reds Transfer Roundup show tomorrow as well. Um, yeah, farewell,
2: sweet Power Cube. Got a favourite memory moments oh god i barcelona uh, assists for wynaldum um you know being that stage in his career you know where he, 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 He's already had lots of nearly moments and, he, and he's, he's such a talented footballer. We bought a really, really talented footballer there who, who, in, you know, in so many sides, is, is in the starting 11. Yeah. And he comes in in that game where we've got players missing and he comes in and does a job like that. And he's also the one who's basically responsible for Mourinho getting getting the sack. Yeah. So <laughs> that's probably that the one I was going
3: to mention. There's two fantastic Shaq
2: moments
1: Yeah, for
3: Barcelona man united for me. Yeah, isn't it?
2: Yeah,
1: just that thing because people forget sometimes because, you know, United at Anfield used to come and their mission is just come and get a draw at Anfield and be so yeah. frustrated with it. And then just coming off the bench and just finishing them off was absolutely <laughs> glorious. Yeah, that's us new your favourite Shaq moments in the comments. Um, yeah, lastly, then Chelsea at the weekend, Virgil van Dijk versus Lukaku. <laughs> battle for the ages potentially Um I mean if, if, if ever we needed to know where Virgil van Dijk was at James it would be helpful to know that he's as close to ready as possible because just based on that or on a one game evidence of Lukaku that's not the lad that's not the lad who left Man United that's, that's very the lad who played for
3: Ch- Evan <laughs> yeah, that's very much the lad who played <laughs> only, only, be- only better which is
1: terrifying you know, it's very much the lad who's been tearing up mm-hmm. um, that's going to be a hell of a battle
2: at the weekend yeah, I mean that's the one that everyone's going to be, you know, everyone's going to be focusing on. But you're right. What you mentioned earlier on about you know it being an extended preseason, Virgil's had an, a bit more of his extended preseason now, and he got a nice taste of it, and he's had 90 minutes, and, and he looked, and he looked good. He looked really, really good. Um, you know, Burnley were. You know they're not they're not they're not, a, they're not a complicated outfit to defend against, but they're a physical. It's a lovely
3: way to have they're, a go
2: at them. They're, a, <laughs>
3: they're not a complicated outfit. They're brilliant.
2: not, but they're very they're very very physical and they're very. Paul
3: noticed they had the, their players were numbered one to eleven, and they played a four four two at the weekend. Oh it's God. the least complicated side ever. It couldn't be any better. Like, just <laughs> be, just no, the name? Simplicity. The
1: numbers were stitched onto the back <laughs> yeah, of their like with um, yeah. yeah. a heavy
3: cotton.
2: Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be the one that you know everybody's. That everybody's talking about. Um, and Lukaku's just what a what a player he's come back. I mean, he was incredible at the Euros. Um, yeah, I can't wait. It's it's gonna be fascinating.
3: I don't think there's gonna be much of a battle, to be honest with you. Do you know? No, I don't think they're gonna be I don't think our defenders are stupid enough to try and challenge him and win the ball. Okay. I think it's gonna be one of them where the battle is in how how do we make him think we're challenging so that he thinks he's under pressure? Like you don't you don't go in aggressively against Lukaku because you're gonna lose the ball. Mm-hmm. So it's about making sure that you actually don't make the challenge and you're almost to to, uh, to to use a line that we used to use growing up that never gets used anymore. Jockey him. Yeah, like you know what I mean like that, that's that, that's the thing I've heard like, that for years exactly it's just showing down the line our vocabulary <laughs> is it's shocking like what do you mean just it's like fucking <laughs> it. <Shut> nips <on> <laughs> why on his back <laughs> you're yeah, fucking mad I get fucking locked up um, so yeah. like you know, maybe that's why I left I to, see out. Right, I yeah. to see I want to see on his back but the, yeah. so for me it's about like I think about the goal that th- that he scored against Arsenal, and the defender Mari, dives in aggressively, loses the ball, and he's out of position. Lukaku's like around the back of him. Yeah. That's got to be you've got to be there, and you've got to be running mm, back. The, you don't mm, try and actually the win thing, the ball.
1: And this is my concern That's on the, the on the verge of Van Dijk thing is that I think he's he's get trying to get in front of it. He's been a bit, dare I say, Lovrenish in pre-season. He's been a bit rash in where he's come out of defence, trying to win that, trying to get that that ball one high up the pitch. And you're like, right, that could get him into a spot of bother. The thing that we've got going for us is that you're cutting out the supply is what you want to do. And if you're pressing in the right area, so if you're pressing, you want to press Jorginho, which yeah. is a difficult thing to do. And I think
3: he's taking his game up a level with the Euros yeah. and winning that, and winning the Champions League. He's going to be like... There's a chance he gets...
1: Ballon d'Or this year, which is which is mad, isn't it? You know, for, for Jorginho to think about that that cycle of where he's come from at, at Chelsea. Um, but yeah, you have cut the supply lines up, but also this is the thing about target men. And I know he can. He think he's he's not a traditional target man, so it's not like you think about it like he's he's gonna win, jump up and win things in the air. He wants to bring the ball in. He wants balls to feet as, as much as anything else, but. This is where you bring Fabinho back in, and we've we've we we've struggled against targeting for years. I mean, until Fabinho, exactly, mm. and and even or, and even so, Matip and Van Dijk. Now you've got that potential triangle, and there's also the potential there where maybe Canate is, is one for this game. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, because I think you, you go with dependability. Mm. But there's something to Canate's clearly got. This kind of situation in mind because he's six foot five, he's massive. He's got Van Dyke's frame, but he's more of a—he's clearly much more of a battler than than, than Virgil is, and you know the co- recovery pace as well. If you're going up against Godzilla, challenge.
2: you bring on King Kong, don't
1: you? Yeah, you, you have that, yeah. you know, toe to toe. Yeah, yeah, go for the go for get your biggest fellas on there and go. Yeah, exactly. But hopefully Liverpool just get to be a bit more, to you hopefully a bit cannier and rather than go because you're right, if you if you're just going for a. You're not if if some guy's really good at arm wrestling, don't arm wrestle him. <laughs> Kick him in the balls. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? If you want to win that fight, cut off don't the, cut off the supply and mark yeah. him out of the game. Absolutely. Um good point here, actually I didn't want to mention it at, at, at the time, but jockeying is very much in the current vernacular because there's the jockey button on FIFA. So everyone a lot of people will have got Always that. There. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think it's they, not a match out they anymore. now not won't, yeah, they now won't be able to disassociate pressing. pressing L2 pressing. with Chris doing, the, do, doing this out um,
3: that's, yeah, hat, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well you can, can we, tell I don't play FIFA yeah
1: absolutely um, <laughs> but very exciting indeed and we will be talking more about Liverpool Chelsea on the untented Match Build-Up Show which will be streaming live later on this week as well um, but yeah thank you so much for everyone for joining us for the podcast it's been an absolute pleasure pleasure brilliant, pleasure pleasure. Yeah, pleasure. Gonna, um, pleasure thanks to James to okay? Craig uh, and for you guys for tuning in or listening in podcast form as well uh, we've got the Reds Transfer Roundup show to come on Wednesday streaming exclusively on the RedmenTV.com we're going to talk more about Shaq we will talk potentially about the one English club that's had a little sniff around Kylian Mbappe is it Liverpool you'll have to watch that show to find out I've no idea but we'll find out um, so yeah tune in for that and don't forget as well to pick up your Jordan Henderson 10 Years of Red book as well that is available right now see you all soon podcast back next week ta